Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Radio, episode number 93. We are here. I miss you. It's been a little bit more than a week, but we were starting to get on like a weird, funky schedule, posting them on Wednesday and then Thursday, and I want to get back to posting these on Monday. I like Monday. I like giving you an episode at least once a week so that you can walk away with something tangible and something to think about throughout the week and we are, are are getting into some juicy juicy stuff this week next week pretty much the whole month of august um i kind of have a layout of what i want to give you guys because everything that i do when it comes down to my business when i'm working on my business it really comes down to me trying to help you me trying to get you from point a to point b either faster more efficiently make things make more sense you know i'm not the, i'm not the brightest person in the world and so one of my skill sets in my opinion is i think i have a way of breaking things down that's just easy to understand because i hate when people try to complicate shit and that was the whole entire reason why we had just launched launch lab which is that workshop and i and i haven't posted a podcast in a little bit but i talked about launch lab and what digital products can do for you and all that stuff and really quick before we dive into the episode i wanted to challenge myself because what's what's if you can think about it right now if you're listening to this think about it if you haven't launched a digital product yet why haven't you launched a digital product yet probably because it's a little scary probably because you have to put yourself out there, probably because there's a lot of steps and it, it can be very overwhelming to people. You know, the list goes on, right? And so there's a lot of things that stop people. So what can I do to quicken this pace, get you to put it out there as fast as possible? And so I decided to just dumb this shit down so much because it doesn't need to be complicated, at least not yet at least not in the beginning or or even not ever if you don't want to. I mean, we complicate it as much as we want to complicate it. And so the whole purpose of the Launch Lab workshop, it was it was a real success in my opinion. Was it the most revenue I've done in a launch before? Absolutely not. But it was the fastest, most efficient, simplest launch I've ever done period, point blank. And we generated a few grand. We generated about $3,000. And what we did was we put together a sales page. We put together the idea first. That took like 30 minutes to to put the idea out there. See if you guys were, were interested in it in the first place. And then we put together the sales page, put together a couple emails, and, and I made a, an Instagram post. And that was pretty much it. It took about a week to put everything together and not every single day, like an afternoon here, an hour here, 30 minutes here, a couple hours here. And we generated about $3,000 in revenue. Now, is that going to be life-changing money for you? Is that going to be money that you're going to be able to uh, retire with and pass down to generations to come? Absolutely not. But it was quick cash and that was the whole point not just to make it super simple but how can we how can we create money out of thin air and that's what we did and i think that's a really powerful message so that that was really the whole point and so yeah it wasn't the most revenue ever 
of of course not but the but that wasn't the point the point was how can we create quick cash as as fast as possible and and make it really really simple and i think we did that and and i'm excited about it so if you weren't able to be a part of that uh we're going to be putting that out again and the beauty of this little digital product of mine now this 27 37 dollar product is i've made it and i did it live and we had a lot of fun and now it's a recorded digital asset that i'm going to be able to sell for years to come months to come years to come and it will be a um a, a great little digital asset and so that's part of the power of, of digital products total side note so that was launch lab we wrapped it up and we got some awesome resources for you guys coming up but now i want to actually get into the nitty-gritty of this episode i don't want to make it too long maybe 20 25 minutes tops and share with you the six steps to success as a creative like no bullshit. Let's really talk about the stuff that is actually going to give you a result and really break it down and reverse engineer it. Because you'll go on Instagram, you'll go on Facebook and you'll just see post after post. What do you hear? And and myself included, you know, I'm into the mix. I'm into the digital noise. Like I'm, I'm, I, I add to the digital noise because I'm posting about my stuff and you, and you guys are posting about your stuff. But most of the things that I'm seeing is a strategy, a formula, um, this way is the best way, you know, you got to do this and not this. And yet people are still not getting where they want to go or the progress is really, really slow. And so I want to eliminate all that, eliminate all the strategy, eliminate all the formulas. Like people know, they know what to do, right? They, they, they have these strategies, but I want to peel back the layers even more because who cares about a strategy if you don't know the reason why you are doing it. And I want to talk about the reason why, what is the, what are the, what are the deepest layers that you can go to start uncovering the path to success as a creative entrepreneur, someone working with clients, someone working one-on-one with people, whatever service, digital product, whatever that you have going on, what are the true lying underneath layers that you need to master and is it going to be overnight, overnight, uh, uh, an overnight solution? No, but you need to start thinking about these things immediately. And it does come down with, it starts off with mindset stuff. Just to say mindset is so lame, in my opinion. You need to work on the mindset, right? And a lot of people criticize mindset because they're th- thinking about it at surface level. Mindset work. Be more positive affirmations, you know, journal, but that, but, but what does that mean? And the reason why people criticize it so much is because they, they think that if you, these people that are just working on the mindset stuff are not taking any action. And there are people that do that. There's a tons of people, there's tons of people that do that. Myself included. I've, I've been caught in doing that. I don't call it mindset work though. I don't call people that are working on their mindsets and not taking any action is because they're working too much on mindset. That's not that's not what I believe in. What I believe in is that they're in too much of student mode. They're in too much of consuming and learning and not putting it into practice. That's not mindset. That's just that's just learning in general. Learning about mindset techniques, learning about 
you know, that's just learning, period. <laughs> if, you, if you're just going to learn and absorb without any action, then you're not going to get anywhere. No one is. And so one of the very first things that I talk about in my careers blueprint program, when someone invests and signs up, I tell them our objective here is to get you out of student mode as fast as fucking possible. You need to take whatever it is that you need to take from this lesson, this worksheet, whatever, and then you need to implement it ASAP as fast as possible. Okay. That is what we do. And so for the people that are kind of like shitting on mindset, it's just, we, we got different definitions of mindset. I want to go even more internal. And the first step that you need, let's not even call it mindset. Let's call it identity. That's what you need to focus on. That is step number one is what type of identity are you going to step into? Because when you have the proper identity that matches with your goals, where you want to go, everything else starts to become easier. And that's what we want. We want the path to, to least resistance because that is what's going to be sustainable. It's not you hustling and grinding and just working your ass off. That's part of it. There's some elements to that and there, that's going to be part of the journey, but that's not sustainability. When you embrace a certain identity, those actions become less resistant. They become easier. You don't need as much discipline because we don't have enough discipline to rely on discipline alone. We don't have enough. Maybe some people, maybe, I don't know. I read this in a book somewhere. I, I, I even forgot the book, but there's a very small percentage of people in this world that can actually just rely on discipline and, and call it a day. It needs to go deeper than that. It needs to be in your DNA. Like a David Goggins, his whole identity was recreated. And so, yeah, does he not want to go and, and run sometimes? For sure. And he's got that crazy work ethic and that insane discipline. But underneath all the discipline and everything is this identity where he will not allow himself to do that. And some of it is discipline, but the majority of the time, that's just, that's just his day to day. That's his routine. That's every day. And so we need to start there. And a really good example of this for me was when I was in my bodybuilding competition period where I was competing in bodybuilding. I had the identity as I had the identity that I am a professional bodybuilder without even really trying. But it made it easy because I was about to step on stage in a little man thong. And so I wasn't going to allow myself to look like an idiot up there. And so in my identity was I am going to take this so seriously and become like I wanted to be like a natural pro bodybuilder at the time. Like that was a goal of mine to get to get my pro card. And so everything that I did was as a professional bodybuilder. I was doing this without even realizing it. I, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but now looking back at it and knowing what this stuff is and how to create it, knowing that now, that's exactly what I was doing. I wanted it so bad. I wanted to look perfect. I wanted to be a professional. And so I acted like a professional. It wasn't as difficult 
as it could have been if I, if I didn't. Everything was spot on to a T, and I wouldn't allow myself to veer off and even make a tiny mistake. I went to work out with 102 degree fever because I didn't want that one workout to be the reason why I looked like shit. I would track my macronutrients down to no more than two grams over or under. And we went out to dinner as a family multiple, multiple times. We, we, we traveled to LA. My brother was living in LA at the time and I was not. And so we came out to LA and this was about seven, eight weeks out from my competition. So I wouldn't even eat the food at the restaurant because I couldn't track it. Even if they say, you know, some things were not going to be in there, certain oils and things like that. I didn't even want to mess around because what if they made a mistake? I didn't want to chance it. So everyone's having these incredible looking burgers and steaks and fries and all these things. And I'm just sitting there and yeah, it sucked, but I couldn't imagine myself doing that if I didn't have this identity in my brain that I was a professional bodybuilder. And I remember another time where I had, I forgot what they're called, Larry and Lenny's cookies. I don't know if you know the brand, Larry and Lenny's, Lenny's and Larry's. I got so pissed off one time because on the back of their cookie, it's a protein cookie. Is it healthy for you? I don't know, probably not. But on the back of their cookie, it's a full cookie, right? And on the back, they put the serving size with the macros and everything. I thought it was for the entire cookie, but it wasn't. The serving size was half a cookie so that they could put better numbers on there to sell you more cookies. And so I thought I was consuming a certain amount of calories. And this was close up to my competition. I nearly had a mental breakdown because I thought, oh my God, what have I done? And I remember confessing this to my coach and he had to like basically walk me away from the ledge because I was nearly, nearly having a panic attack because I thought all of that dieting, all of that training went to waste because of these few cookies five, six weeks out from my competition. I was that dedicated. I was that I had just this crazy identity within me. Now, do you need to be that insane as a creative entrepreneur? No, but you need to embrace an identity. And if you know that the person that you're trying to become wouldn't be doing some of the things that you're doing, that is a very, very quick sign where you need to realize that and do something about it because over time, as you know, that one little habit that isn't helping you over a long period of time is going to hurt you big time. Even though I was, I was so just savage with the way I was doing things, I felt so good during that time. And looking back at it, I'm like, wow, I had never been more focused. I had never been more disciplined. I had never been more into just succeeding in life because I had this just goal that I wanted to obtain so badly and I embodied this identity in order to obtain that goal without even realizing it. And so how can you do that for yourself? What identity can you embrace that you can become? Because this identity is what's going to give you the belief system that you need in order to take the right action, to develop the skill sets, 
to develop the knowledge to change your behavior and and change your environment for the better. And by changing your identity and making it what it needs to be, you won't need as much discipline and you will um, make it easier for yourself. It won't be as difficult. Now, knowing who your identity is, from there you need to create a vision. And that's number two, and you know this, but more specifically, you need to know how much money you want to make. You need to know how many retainer clients that you want. You need to know how many digital products, what digital product, how many customers you're going to obtain. You need to know specifics and you need to make it tangible and you need to take that vision and reverse engineer it so that you know exactly what you're doing every single month, every single week, and every single day and not being lost at what what do I need to do. You need to have a clear vision. If you were to ask me, Zach, what are you working on? What are you what are you striving towards? I will be able to tell you with specific clarity. Maybe not five years from now, but two years from now, more importantly, a year from now, and a month from now, a week from now, tomorrow, I'll be able to tell you specifically what I am working on and why. And is that going to change day to day, week to week, month to month? Absolutely. Let it change. It's going to change. Life happens. Shit happens. Things get fucked up. Let's let's be real. Before that happens, before you have to adapt, pivot, maybe adjust some things, you should know exactly what you're doing at all times. Every single day that you wake up, you know exactly what you are working on. You've got your one thing, you cross it off, and then you've got the rest of the day to fucking do something else or get ahead or go spend time with your loved ones. You are intentional about every single thing that you do. That is number two. Number three is you need to have a service and become a master problem solver to build a service that people actually fucking care about. When you are just trying to make cool shit as a creative, I make dope videos. Look how dope they are. I make um, really cool graphics. That's a start, but we need to get more specific than that. You need to be able to tell somebody what you do, why you do it, and how it helps that person. And the more specific that you can get, the easier it's going to become to be successful. Do you have to get super specific? No, but the more generic that you start to make things, the harder it is to get to the level of success that you're trying to achieve. Doesn't mean it's impossible. And I say that because there's people that are so multi-passionate and I want to embrace you. If you are multi-passionate, you can go a little wide, but it's just going to make things more difficult for you. If you want to make it more simple, then the more narrow you go, the more specific you go, the more you become the expert within that thing, the easier it will become. But you have to become a master problem solver. That is essential. Number four is you have to market yourself and your business in the right way. Your customers, your clients, people that come to you should not have a lot of questions. Your branding, the things that you're putting out, the material, your website, it should all tell a story. It should talk about the things that I just talked about with the service in general what it is that you do, why you do it, and how you help that person get to from point A to point B. 
Make it simple. When you have people that are confused, when you have people that are unaware of what you do, you're giving them, you're you're hurting your chances. There's so much competition. There's so many talented people, so many talented creatives, and and they all do a lot of, of stuff, but they don't do this. They, they don't work on these things. They're going out and they're looking at, um, you know, the type of gear and just making their shit better. That's important. Absolutely. The, the quality of your product is super important. But if, if nobody buys your, your, your product or nobody invests in, in your service, I mean, then they're not getting impacted by it. And then it's just a, a waste of an opportunity. You don't want to waste any opportunities. One of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my business is just focusing on numbers. I got to get more people, more people, more people, instead of leveraging the people that I do have and really creating a connection, giving them a result and taking advantage of every single person that comes and, and works with me, whether it's with clients or with digital products, your marketing and the way you present yourself, whether it's pitching, your website, you know, whatever, they should tell us a very specific story and show to the potential client or customer that you are the right person for the job. And if you're just making dope shit and you don't really know why, then they're not going to know why. And a confused client, a confused buyer are they going to buy more or are they going to buy in the first place? No. If someone's confused, they are not going to invest with you, point blank, period. So with your marketing, how can you make sure that they don't have a lot of questions? How can you just show from your website, your Instagram, from the things that you have going on, how can you show them what it is that you do, why you do it, and how you're helping them? Okay. That's number four. Number five is you need to have a team. You need to hire before you're ready. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to what you think is waste money, but it's not because are you going to hire the perfect person on, on, on round number one? No, absolutely not. Um, in my experience with my own team and the people that I know in my circles and whatnot, no one ever hires right on the first try. So if you're just delaying it, you're just delaying the first person not being the best fit for the long term. It's going to happen regardless. So you might as well do it now. And no matter what you do, client work, retainers, digital products, no matter what you sell and how many you sell, you will never get freedom unless you hire a team. You will never get to where you want to go and the level of success that you want to achieve without a team. You will not get anywhere, period, substantial enough without a team. You hire somebody when you're making a certain amount of money, like a half a million dollars. Oh, when I make 500 grand, I'll finally have the money to, to invest in a team and, and start hiring people and it's gonna be great. When in reality, it's your team that's gonna allow you to get to the 500,000. It's completely the opposite. And so you have to hire a team at some point. You have to be a leader. And 
this I mean this is this is the stuff right we're, we're not yet we're not done yet there's one more but this these are the things that that you have to do you have to be this person you got to step into something that you are so not used to being and it's so fucking uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable there's been times where especially as an introvert entrepreneur an introvert entrepreneur like there are times where I just want to hide I just want to hide and 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 go under a rock and and I feel myself like oh if I just if I just go away the pain the pain will go away it'll be over just put my pain put me out of my misery put my pain get get rid of my pain I can't even talk because I'm in just so much pain that is the little voice that is trying to keep you safe and away from you actually accomplishing something. There's so many people that are successful, but there's so much, there's so much more. There's so many more people that are not. And it's because of that little voice, that little, Oh, I just want to, I just want to throw up. There's been times where I just want to throw up and, 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 and like there are times where I like felt like blacking out. This shit is not, it's not easy. And it's not the things, it's not the strategies, it's not the formulas that, that are, the, those things are the easy part. The tangible stuff, that's the easy part. It's all the mental games that, that you have to go through. That's the, that's what stops people. So when, when someone says that mind, mindset is not it, that's just so wrong. It's so false because everything stems from that when you've got this mental war in your mind i mean you just look at any successful story and like there's been so many tears and just shit that they had to go through and there's not a coach a mentor that you can go to to eliminate that you can can collapse timelines like when you go into the career's blueprint, you're going to collapse your timeline. You're going to get results faster, but you're still going to cry. You're still going to be up at night. You're still going to be second guessing yourself and doubting and feeling like an imposter and all these things. There's nothing I can do. There's not anybody. No one can help you with that. They can, we can give you the community and the support. That's what's going to help with all of it, but you still have to go through it. And just because you're able to talk to somebody about it doesn't mean that you can just escape that fate. It's going to, you're going to have to go through it. So identity, vision, service, marketing, team, and then scale. All of these things come before scaling because if one of them is fucked up, you're just, you're, you're wasting, you're wasting opportunity. When it comes to actually scaling your business, growing, most people are like, I'm ready to grow. I got a great product. I'm ready to spend Facebook ads and Google ads, fucking go. When they don't even have a team, they don't even have any type of customer support or email support or um, backend services. And you know they don't, they don't have any type of customer journey or any type of automation, they're just like, I'm ready. I want, I want to run Facebook ads and go. Um, you need to create, you need to start thinking about 
incredible service and what your off what, what your claim to fame is but then you need to start developing more than one and start coming up with some type of product path and this is really fun stuff because and that's why people want to get to it right away but it's so fun because this is how you're going to start attracting people automatically when you have different products and different services that can reach different people because once they come into your universe once you start working with them one way or another it's going to be a lot easier to sell them and continue working with them right is someone going to just spend you know $40,000 on you as a retainer or something when they don't really know much about you or anything like that no that's why they you have lots of phone calls and emails back and forth and things like that right well, you want your products to do that for you as well and start to automate some of that stuff. And so you're going to need some type of product path in order to help you scale a lot easier than you trying to do it all yourself. It's impossible. Okay. So thinking about some type of, of product path, what types of other services, maybe you've got, maybe you've got a one-on-one service. Well, maybe you come up with something that's maybe a little lower level that would attract those types of people that you would then work with one-on-one okay so some type of product path and then increasing performance right if you're let's say you're working with clients and you're hopping on sales calls and you're you're connecting with someone and they're asking you hey i want i need i need help i need i need this many assets for this type of campaign or something. I don't know, making this up. And then you don't deliver, you don't, you don't land that call or you don't, you don't, you don't land that client from that call. You're not going to land all of them, right? You're going to, it's just not going to happen. Not everyone's just going to fall in love with you, but how can you do better? How can you increase the performance? Maybe you're doing something during that call. That's kind of shine them away, or maybe you're taking too much time. Maybe you're, there's too many calls. How can you make it more efficient? How can you automate the process? Maybe you can do some type of questionnaire. Maybe you can put that on your website. Maybe you can have that email get sent out automatically so you don't have to waste time doing everything manually. How can you increase performance? And another way of looking at this is plugging up the holes. If you've got a boat, that's sailing, right? And you've got a couple of holes in them and you're trying to sail farther and longer, you're just gonna be leaking more and more and more water. But if you can plug those holes, you're gonna be able to float off a lot more efficiently. Or if you had a bucket of water, right? And you've got a faucet and you're turning the faucet on and you got these holes, you're missing opportunities here. Increasing performance is about plugging those holes and taking advantage of that water coming down. What's that water? That water's traffic. That's what that water is potential customers, potential clients, that's people coming in and seeing your shit. Well, if you're trying to scale and you've got holes, you're just you're just missing opportunity. So for me, that was one of the biggest problems I made. I wanted to just keep putting more water in, keep 
getting more traffic. I need more people, more people instead of looking. I got a lot of mistakes here. I've got a lot of weaknesses here. What if I patch these up? Then what? Then, oh, maybe I don't need as much traffic and my business is still going to grow. We need identity. We need vision. We need a service. We need marketing. We need a team. And then we need to scale. Those are the things that are going to take you from point A to point B, exactly where you want to go. And that is the creator's blueprint in a nutshell. That's phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five, phase six. And that is what we go over in the creator's blueprint. And I don't tell you that to sell you on the creator's blueprint. I tell you, I, I tell you that because that's actually what you need. And I just ended up developing a product around that. Regardless of you signing up with us or not, that's what you need to do. Take it or leave it, but that's the path that you will need to follow to get where you want to go. So that's all I'm going to say. Write those things down. Hopefully, maybe you took some notes. I don't know. Re-listen to it. But those are the thing, those are the six essential steps. That is the path that you need to take. And you need to hit each and every single one of those steps in order to get to the place that you're trying to get to as a creative, as a creative entrepreneur working with clients, building a creative business that's actually going to give you freedom. And that's what it's all about, right? Why are we why are we doing this? Right? We want everyone just wants freedom. And everybody has their own definition of freedom. You have to figure out what your definition is, but the majority of that revolves around being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it with those that you love the most, right? This is what you need to do in order to get there. So I hope this helped. We got a lot more resources to come. We got something special for you in the works on Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that on my Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's at Kravitz. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.